Hi, this is NFL Network's Patrick Claibon welcoming you to another episode of the 4th and Out podcast. It's the best podcast. Well, yeah, I'll say it. It's the best podcast in the world because you are listening to it right now. It's in your ears and you hear me and I'm telling you it's the best. You could be listening to any podcast in the world, but you're not. You're listening to the 4th and Out because, well... The universe has decided to give you this, this opportunity to hear a fantastic podcast. So continue on the path that life is set you and enjoy the fourth and out podcast. Hello and welcome to a new episode of the fourth and out podcast with me, George Evans. Uh, joining me this week for the week two preview show, um, Liam Whiting. Liam, how's it going? Yeah, good, thanks. How about yourself? Very good, mate. Very good. And back on the podcast after a very successful first appearance, Liam Bojas. Liam, you all right? Yeah, well, good. Thank you. Good to be back. Good man. Um, there'll be no Ollie or Olivia this week. So, yeah. You're stuck What's in a Liam's, you're in a Liam sandwich, aren't you? Yeah. Uh, sadly, it's not a no Liam's club, but, uh, <laughs> you know, and it makes it even more difficult for me trying to host it. But, you know, I'm a professional, Liam. Uh, questionable, but let's go on. Yeah, well, let's go on. Um, right, so yeah, we'll run through all 16 games like we did last week, um, starting with Thursday night football and ending with Monday night football. Um, you know, we'll give more games probably more time than than others, just due to our interest and the fact that we're biased. Um, but yeah, let's get let's get going with Thursday night football. So um, Washington and the New York Giants kicking off a divisional game on Thursday night. Um, both lost their week one games. Um, Giants losing to the Broncos, Washington losing to uh, the Chargers and obviously losing their starting quarterback as well in um, Ryan Fitzpatrick. Um, Bodge, what do you make of this game off the bat? Um, I guess two teams with uh, QB concerns, uh, one of them with their QB2 and one of them with their QB1. Um, uh, I mentioned it briefly in the last podcast, but Heineke has always impressed me when he's come in. And so I actually think he'll be quite serviceable. Um, you'd say that kind of that Washington passing game didn't quite get going um, against the Chargers, but now he's going to be his team uh, for the interim. You know, he should get a really good relationship with the likes of Terry McLaurin and Logan Thomas. So um, I am quite confident about a Washington win this week, I think. Yeah, I think um, I'm pretty much the same as you. I, I highlighted on the last podcast that um, the Giants offensive line is going to be a huge problem and having to face Montez Sweat and uh, Chase Young is something that I don't think any good offensive line will want to do, never mind a pretty bad one. Um, Liam, do you think it's going to be a case of a, a brilliant front seven for Washington against a, a bad O-line or is there more to it than this? No, I think that's, that, w- that was in my notes for what the game comes down to. And I think we've only got one outcome. Um, I think that's what I'm expecting to see when we wake up Friday morning. I'm hoping to see a bit more of Saquon this week, though. Obviously, very oh, quiet yeah. in his first week back. And, you know, he can be a game changer. So if the Giants can get him back to fully fully healthy this week, then, you know, we could see a bit of a shock. But Yeah, yeah that's it. Definitely. They, they- they can get the passing game going as well. And, you know, Sterling Shepard had a big game and Kenny Golladay looked good. It's As you mentioned, Bodge, it's just the fact that Daniel Jones, you can't trust him. You can't trust him to hold on to the ball, whether it's throwing picks or literally fumbling. He'll do one a week and he'll put that team in a tough position. 
Yeah, absolutely. Although I must say, and this is one of my favourite NFL stats that I've seen, um, Daniel Jones is unbeaten in his career against the Washington football team. But also he has the same amount of wins against Washington as he does against every other team combined. That is an amazing stat. He is 4-0 against Washington and 4-19 against everyone else. I mean, that is Which nuts, is brilliant. It? So, you know, essentially that all points towards a uh, big blue well, win. But also... Big blue win, yeah. I mean, why are we even talking? I don't know why I'm typing that. <laughs> Let's just move on now, shall we? Yeah, I should have said Blimey. that from the start. Yeah, I mean, that that's a ridiculous stat. Um, yeah, I mean, for me, it, it seems like an obvious uh, Washington win, even with that stat, just because... I think they've just got more playmakers. I, I love Terry McLaurin. He is such a good receiver and still underrated in the league, I think. Taylor Harnick, as you said, whenever he's come in, has looked pretty serviceable. Um, I don't think we'll be too much of a downgrade on on the Fitzpatrick. Might even be more mobile than than Fitz. Um, he's got a good set of legs on him, actually, when I've seen him. Yeah, he does, yeah. And I think they were missing a few... Like, they'll still be missing Curtis Samuel, who I thought would have brought a lot to, to this team. But... Um, you know, with a defence like that, I can only see this this going one way. Um, Liam, have you got any final thoughts on, on this one? No, I think we've summed it up quite well, I believe. Yeah, but it'll be a good good first in yeah, our football. Be, good I think it should game. be good. Yeah, I think it should be a good game. I wish we could stay up and watch it, but work calls, unfortunately. It's also obviously a very competitive division as well. So regardless of kind of how poor I think we think the Giants are, um, it's still a very tight league. So there's a, yeah, that's a, that's a game to be excited about. Yeah, that's it. And thinking about it, no team, you, you don't want to go zero and two because they've, they've both got pretty tough schedules as well. And as you say, in a competitive division, that puts you right behind it, especially if, let's say, the Eagles win again or, you know, something like that. And you're the only team that's, that's left winless. Yeah, big game for both of these teams. And one of these teams, when it comes to the end of it, is going to be feeling pretty bad about themselves, I think. But, um, pretty yeah, blue, you might say. Yes, very good. Very, very good. All right, let's move on to the games on Sunday. Um, starting with the six o'clock games, we'll go to uh, two teams that had a win on uh, week one, the Steelers and Raiders. Two teams that you could say had a surprise surprise win, really. Um, Steelers beating the Buffalo Bills um, in an outstanding defensive performance and the Raiders uh, beating Bodges uh, Ravens in, in overtime um, with a well, that was just a brilliant game, and Derek Derek Carr playing playing really well. Um, Liam, we'll start with the Steelers here. Obviously, they won that game in Buffalo down to that amazing defensive performance, especially from TJ Watt. It's going to be pretty much a case of more of the same here to uh, stop the Raiders' offense. Yeah, I think I am looked at. Surely, I'm looking at any of the stats and we need Ollie here, but surely the Steelers are going to be favourites here, I'd like to think. Yeah, yeah I'd, I'd imagine I'd, so. I'd have thought so, yeah. I mean, when you've got someone as destructive as what was, I mean, he got, what, five QB hits, two sacks, um, free do, tackle for loss. Do you think the key battle will be the Steelers' O or the Steelers' D in this game? Um, I'd look at the Raiders' O. You know, yeah, I, that's I, a good, yeah. I was I'd thinking more, more of the Steelers' side, not the other side of the ball, but yeah. I'd be more tempted to look at that. I mean, you could change it around and say, look, what the Raiders did really well against the Ravens was they got to Lamar Jackson and Max Crosby played really well. So it's going to be a case that, you know, the Steelers' O is going to have to be very good. But we all know what that Steelers' front seven is like. And the offensive line for the Raiders changed massively in the offseason. 
they got rid of a lot of good pieces there. Um, it's a difficult one to call for me. It's, I think this will be quite a close game. Um, Bodge, what do you make of it? Yeah, I totally agree. Um, I'm looking forward to seeing how that Raiders secondary does this week. Obviously, didn't look mm-hmm. too great against us. Um, and I think kind of the key really for the Steelers to win this is to put more points on the board than they usually do. This seems like the kind of game where I've kind of highlighted Chase Claypool because I think this is going to be a game where they look deep quite a lot. They look for a speedster and and he is exactly that. Um, I'm also hoping to see Najee Harris a little bit more this week because he didn't seem to do too much uh, in the Bills game. So we'll see. But um, it's exciting to see how the Raiders offense is going to look again, though, because is this 400, uh, 400 yard game and putting up about 33 points? I think it was a fluke or is this Raiders offense going to be a top 10 offense this year? The Raiders look at me like a team, like just slightly worse than the Cowboys, but can put up 25 points a game. Um, Especially when you've got Darren Waller, we highlighted him on the last podcast. This guy's an absolute freak. I mean, he's second probably to Kelsey in in terms of the best tight ends in the league, but um, yeah, they've got a real chance to be a bit tasty. And if their defense can do some things like they did, uh, look, I know the Ravens scored 27 points, but they still done enough to, you know, to get to Jackson and, and make some plays, um, especially with the fumble in overtime. You know, I think this Raiders, I think we've slept on them a little bit. I think they've got something to be pretty excited about. I know the game's at Heinz, Heinz Field, so the Steelers will be well up for it. And in a way, I do expect a Steelers victory at the end of this game, but I think it'll be pretty close. I think it'll be a close game. I think yeah. maybe the home for advantage might just pay off in the end. But yeah, I don't think it'll be one-sided. No, definitely not. It's a it's a really good game though, a really good game to watch, and um, two teams that played really well in week one. Um, again, we're going on to two more teams that won in week one. So we've got the Philadelphia Eagles against the San Francisco 49ers. Um, 49ers with a 41-33 win over the Detroit Lions, uh, and the Eagles with a 32-6 win over the Falcons. I think if I was looking at this game before week one, I'd be looking at a 49ers blowout. But after the way that the Eagles played against the Falcons, Liam, I'm a lot more tempted to say this is going to be a close game. Yeah, I, I was thinking the same. I'd be really interested if the Eagles offense can do this back-to-back against a better team. Yeah, see see what Hurts is like against yeah, a, so a better defense. Yeah, that'll be really good to see. That, that'll be some good red zone highlights. Yeah, I think what you're looking at from the Eagles is more of the passing game but also getting that running game going with Miles Sanders, who I thought played pretty well in week one. Um, and what you need to do with when you're playing um, San Francisco as well is that defensive line needs to be really good. And it was against the Falcons, you know. Um, so, yeah, Bodge, we, we mentioned on the, the previous one how good that defensive line was for the Eagles. It's such a key factor here with Fletcher Cox and uh, Hargraves. They were so good. And it's going to be a case of that's exactly what they need to do against this pretty good 49ers offensive line it's going to be a, a close match I can see it actually being quite a low scoring game I think it's two defenses that as you say can get to the quarterback quite a lot um, I can kind of see this being one of those games where it's a bit of a punt fest in the first half um, and then starts to break out a little bit in the second half but the one kind of exciting thing you do have is you kind of have a lot of deep threats in this game Debo Samuel obviously went off last weekend um, and Devonta Smith I'm Hurts to Smith is a combination that I just want to see more and more of because I think it's going to grow and grow. 
So um, yeah, I can see this one starting off quite slowly, but then as legs tire, obviously week two, still not 100% fitness. Um, yeah, I think kind of San Fran are probably just a little bit more likely to, to start grinding it a bit more and get the win. Would you be concerned about the way they played in the fourth quarter against the Lions? They kind of shit the bed a little and the Lions had a genuine Truth. chance to, to tie that game up. Yeah, definitely. I think kind of the... Yeah, that's a good point. It's um, we'll we'll see. It's two kind of teams where I don't have too much feelings on yet because I think they're probably both surprised to be in week one. So, um, yeah, I'm I'm excited to see this one. Yeah, it's a good game. Um, Liam, just a final thought: Would you expect to see a little bit more of Trey Lance, or are they going to stick with the Jimmy G experience? I think they'll stick with Jimmy G. They'll bring him in just a couple of plays. I think they're going to keep bringing him slowly, maybe a couple more snaps, but nothing too drastic. I mean, do you, Do you think that's the right way of doing things yeah. in San Francisco? I do, because I think you're bringing him slowly and you're not sort of throwing him in the deep end. And I think you can sort of just get him used to it, then he can sort of be used to the pressure a bit. So then if he has to step up, if Jimmy G's injured, he'll sort of be there. Yeah, no, I completely agree. And they need to get... Well, they we mentioned the run game. Um, no matter who goes down injured, it always seems like there's a replacement. Um, and it's such a weapon for the 49ers that it takes pressure off the, the passing game because that running game is always so good. So, yeah, a genuinely really good game, an exciting one, and probably one that I wouldn't have been excited about um, a couple of weeks ago, but that's the that's the joy of the NFL. Mm. Um, no, most as well. Trey Sermon should be suiting up, and yes. who I think we quite fancy to be quite an exciting rookie. So he's a uh, definitely one to watch. Yeah, definitely him and Elijah uh, Mitchell. Um, yeah, it'd be a really interesting interesting backfield there to see where they go because it's a lot of times that Kyle Shanahan, you know, he plays one RB, starts him, they have a great game, but then he goes to a different one. Uh, the next game, he always keeps people on their toes and that's just why he's so, so good. Um, all right, let's move over to Cleveland. Uh, the Browns are playing the Texans. Um, Texans with a week one win against the Jags. Um, bit of a blowout win that not many people saw coming and played really well. Um, and the Browns kept being tasty with the Chiefs for well, the whole game. They were leading for 53 minutes. Looked like the team that everyone expected the Browns to look like. Good on offense, good on defense. Um, you know, I don't want to say too many bad things about the Texans because, you know, they did play well and Tyrod played well and Cooks played well and the defense had free takeaways. But on paper, this looks like a, a bit of a mismatch, Bodge. It does. But um, I'm looking forward to seeing if last weekend was a bit of a fluke Houston performance because whilst, you know, the Jags aren't exactly a team that we're expecting to be a contender, um, the Texans really dominated them in a way that I don't think we expected. So um, now they've got a real test. Obviously, the Browns, as you say, much better team on paper. Um, in Kansas City, I thought the running game was pretty good as well. So you kind of think perhaps the best way for them to win this is just keep it on the ground, keep it efficient, keep it in Chubb's hands. Um, but it's it's a good little matchup, but I can see this Browns offense really kicking off this weekend. Um, hopefully OBJ back as well. Just another weapon, um, obviously with Landry, Hooper, uh, Bryant. There's there's just so many weapons for Baker. Um, yeah, I, c- I can kind of see this going one way really, but you know, Tyra Taylor might turn up and have another outstanding game. So it's, um, yeah, Browns are the favorites, but Texans might make a good account of themselves. Yeah, I mean, for me, um, 
the thing I was looking at the most at this game is, I mean, we all know how good Miles Garrett is, and he was so good against the Chiefs as well and got got his sack. To me, he's just going to be a little bit too good for this Texans O-line, and he'll get to Tyrod Taylor quite a lot. Um, Liam, what are your thoughts on this one, mate? Yeah, I sort of agree with Bodgers here. Um, how many yards do you both think Taylor's going to get? Look, he, he's a competent quarterback. Yeah. Someone... You know, and it's against a good defense, so you'll get about two hundred to two fifty. I, I, I was going to say under, I'd say under, yeah, I'd say under three hundred was my. But guess. that's not a bad performance. No, no, know? that's it's really good against a very good team. Yeah, that's not that's not bad. I think what the Texans have got to do is is change it up. You know, literally split. I'd split it fifty fifty. You know, say you do twenty passes, twenty runs. That's that's yeah, what you've, you've got to be keep doing the Browns against this Browns team. Play. Yeah. Exactly, they have because... got a bit of a unique offense as well, where they've obviously mm-hmm. got four decent running backs. Um, you know, we saw Mark Ingram come in and play a wildcat role and kind of have a running back alongside him. Just try and, yeah, do things a little bit different because, as you say, you're not going to have some either Lindsay or Ingram kind of charging through Garrett and Clowney. It's just not going to happen. Just try and be a little bit creative and see what you can do. Yeah, that's it. Keep it, you know, get the play action going. Um, passes out of the backfield, stuff like that. Just keep the Browns guessing. Even if, look, we know who's got the better team on paper, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you win the game. And if you can come up with some good schemes, and yeah, why not? I mean, it can make this game very interesting. Um, Liam, have you got any final thoughts on this one? Any key battles that you're looking at or any players that you're looking at to kind of have a breakout after week one? My only key battle will be Texans O, breakout players. Um because Baker was good, wasn't he? Yeah. Uh, week one, and he didn't get a touchdown throw. He had that interception late, but he I was, was really gonna good. Say, I was going to say, I was expecting much better performance from Baker. I think the Browns just generally need to have a better performance, like individuals more so, because you're playing a different, lesser team. I'm not saying I played badly in week one. I just think that the players need to sort of, like Baker, need to have a bit better games. Yeah, kind of smash these teams out, yeah. out of the park. You know, if you're going to be a playoff team, you've got to, Easy yeah, bread and butter games you've got to win. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, I completely agree with you there. I, I can only see it going one way. But, um, you know, we've been surprised by the Texans before and there's no reason that we can't be surprised by the Texans again. Okay, I'll tell you what, this is not a game I'm looking forward to on paper, but we all know my feelings on the Broncos. Um, Jags the Broncos. Jags Broncos, come on. Um, Liam, I'm going to let you start with this one because your mate's a big Broncos fan. Um, they had a really good win against the, the Giants in week one. They're back at mile high against a Jags team that got blown out by, by the Texans. I mean, as I say it, it kind of seems like a route one Broncos win, but, you know, give me something to believe that might not be the case. Trevor Lawrence. So we all think this, but I'm going to try and give you a moment to believe. Trevor Lawrence, he's going to have a better game and I'm going to make a prediction and say they go up early. Maybe a bit of... Problem, yeah. It, you could, the problem, even if the Jags do go up early, is that defence is so poor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm that... trying to give you an optimism and a reason no, to no, no, like you asked for. I, pre- I appreciate but that. I agree I with you. They could go five touchdowns up, but the defence can't hold up. Yeah, I think... What the Jags need to do in this game is use, I said it before, I know I'm biased, but use Robinson more out of the backfield. Get that running game going to start the game and then get Trevor Lawrence passing. What the Vikings do so well, get Dalvin Cook into the game at the start and then let Kirk Cousins throw the ball. You don't want Kirk Cousins throwing the ball 20, uh, 35 times. You want to throw it 20. So if they can do the same with Trevor Lawrence to start his NFL career, get the running game going. He needs to get his confidence up. 
Exactly. And that's what that's what they need to work on. Bodge, what do you make of this one? Yeah, my first thought when I looked at this game is I can just see more Trevor turnovers. Um, that Broncos D looks very good. Um, obviously, we know that uh, Lawrence made some good throws, uh, made a lovely touchdown. I think it was to DJ Chark. Um, but yeah, he's still unpolished. He's still going to make mistakes. And um, hopefully we'll see Bradley Chubb back this week as well so you'll have Miller and Chubb coming from either side which I know there's kind of been a few uh, stats flying about about how long it's been since those two played together but yeah I uh, definitely fancy the Broncos here um, and I can actually see I hope, I hope to see Melvin Gordon have another big game as well I think he's quite an underrated back um, so yeah definitely uh, going with the orange here yeah, it's a, it's a tough game to pass uh, for Trevor Lawrence to get his passing game going because they've got some serious cornerbacks. Patrick Sertain has looked so good ever since he's come in. Um, I, I wanted, how many interceptions will he get in this game? Well, you've got Sertain, you've got Cole Fuller, and, and you've got Justin, Justin Simmons. Simmons. Yeah, and, be, and you've got two big lumps running in from either side. Yeah, yeah. There'll, be, there'll be picks in this game. I think Trevor Lawrence is going to have a really tough time trying to throw the ball in this. That's what I'm saying. Get the run game going. Try and make it a little bit different because that Broncos defense looks like a top five defense, if not in reality at the moment, certainly on paper. And They're close. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I can only see this one going one way. Um, more bad news for the Jags, but uh, this Broncos team looks pretty serious and your mate Ellis should be pretty excited about where they're going because Teddy, look, you know, Liam, we spoke about Teddy Bridgewater on the last one as well. And obviously you're pretty high on him, former Viking, but he is exactly what he needed to be a seven out of 10 quarterback. Yeah. He, he doesn't need to be amazing. He just needs to turn up, get the job done. And that's what they're doing. And it's working. It's working well for him. Yeah, exactly. It's an interesting situation for Teddy and it'll be interesting to see um, how he gets on. But in my opinion, this is a Broncos W uh, certified W. All right. This is a nice game on paper. Um, the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints, both with week one wins. The Saints with, well, the most shocking um, performance in a good way of week one, beating the Packers 38-3. Um, blimey, let's start with the Saints because they were so good on on Sunday against the Packers, um, not just offensively, but defensively. Um, Jameis Winston throwing five touchdowns, um, for five touchdowns for 150 yards. Defense coming up with just huge plays, not just sacking Rodgers or pressuring him, but the secondary was outstanding. Didn't didn't let him have a sniff. Um, Bodge, what do you make of it? Saints are looking good. Yeah, um, they were just so clinical, which isn't something you expect from Jameis Winston. Um, you know, obviously his stat line was something like 150 yards, five touchdowns, no interceptions you kind of normally expect to see 500 yards and five of each. Um, so it was, yeah, they were um, just a l- very clinical. It was literally the best word I can use to describe them. Um, looking forward to seeing some of more of their inexperienced uh, players on offense, the likes of Marquise Calloway, uh, Deontay Harris, uh, Johnson, the tight end. Um, yeah, it's it's an exciting team. Um, and yeah, we'll, we'll see how things go. Jameis has certainly got a... Uh, reputation to follow after week one well it, what it does to me is highlight good coaching um from sean payton he knew exactly what Jameis was before he came in and he's he's tweaked it he's changed it just cut, if you mm. cut out the interceptions in james's game 
He's a Pro Bowl quarterback. I don't. Well, that's think always been that's always been his issue. Is that he's always been a good quarterback. He just until now hasn't been able to cut those interceptions. If he can keep this up, yeah, they might be good. Well, if he can keep up the current pace he's on, he's on pace with 75 touchdowns and zero interceptions. I think I'd quit the podcast if that happens. I, well, I don't think I'd ever watch NFL again if that happens. But... Yeah, I think we'd follow Tiddlywinks. Um, Liam, what impressed you most about the Saints um, after week one? And what are they going to bring to to this game against the Panthers? So we obviously know how good they did offensively. Are they going to be able to do this against another good team? That's what I'm really interested in. Um, the key battle, could it be Panthers O, Saints D, maybe, with McCaffrey and supporting cast? Yeah, that Saints D is serious. And That's what I mean. That, and you've got a good offense. And a good, it's probably the best offensive line in, in the league as well. It's, it's really not a bad situation for Jameis to land in. Yeah, it's not at all. I think uh, one thing as well, kind of a, a really key matchup and a really exciting one is you've got the two best um, pass receiving running backs in the league going up mm. against each other. Kamara versus um, uh, McCaffrey is obviously they don't go head to head, but you know you can see them being probably the keys to them winning or losing this game. Yeah, that's it. Um, let's talk about the Panthers briefly. Obviously, you mentioned McCaffrey there. I thought Sam Darnold had a nice game um, against his old team, the Jets, and they've got some serious uh, yeah downfield options in Robbie Anderson, DJ Moore, and Terrence Marshall. Um, it's a really sneaky good team, this Carolina team. And I, I like so. what they I like what they're doing on defense. Brian Burns is a big player. Um, Bodge, what's it gonna take for them to to turn over the Saints here? Um it's it's gonna be on the defense. Um obviously secondary, it's okay. It's not fantastic. And Dante Jackson's a good player, but aside from that, um Jeremy Chin actually as well, but aside from those two, um yeah, it's not the best secondary in the world. It's probably their weakest part of their team. But um, yeah, they're going to have to be pretty uh, on it to stop Jameis and Co. Yeah, man. Um, I think the reason Jameis didn't make some of those big throws is because Jair Alexander was down uh, covering one of his receivers at all times. And it's just it's just kind of too risky. I think he will be the more Jameis that we kind of know and love and throw for 300, 350 yards in this game. And just start throwing a couple of absolute bombs, which is, you know, what we all want to see. It's a brilliant divisional game as well. It really is. Um, yeah, really is a good one. I'm looking forward to this one on Sunday at six o'clock. I'm going to say the Panthers win here. I'm going yeah, to say that's because you, you hate the same. <laughs> no, and no, also, I don't. No, I think home field advantage, divisional game. Well, right, Liam, 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 Liam. What you said, right, when we were making our, what was it, hot takes or something, you said the Saints were finishing bottom of this division. Do you already think you're wrong? It's only week one, mate. No. Only week that's, one. That's an absolute yes. <laughs> uh, <laughs> all right. You wanted some uh, hot takes and I gave you some terrible yeah, hot takes. Yeah, no, that's true. They were hot. They were absolutely hot. Um, all right, let's move on. Um, Indianapolis Colts and LA Rams. Um, Colts had a disappointing week one, losing to uh, the Seahawks, not really getting too much going on offense. Uh, the Rams looked quite brilliant against my Chicago Bears and Stafford especially looked um, outstanding. 156 yard, 156 passer rating. Uh, Cup and Woods looked great. Defense looked fantastic. O-line looked solid. Um, yeah, Bodgers, where do you see this game being won and lost? I mean, you're talking to someone who probably compared to most is quite quite a fan of the Colts. Um, I, I do quite like their team. I, quite, I think they're quite efficient, but 
even as saying that this is this is going one way. That Rams team, I struggle to see many teams at all getting close to them. Um, just sensational, absolutely sensational team. Um, I think one battle though to really look forward to is probably the best lineman in the league versus the best defensive player in the league, uh, Quinton Nelson against Aaron Donald. So that's going to be quite fun to watch. Um, but yeah, Stafford, Cup, Woods, they've just got too much. Yeah, um, that's a great point about Nelson because he's, you know, obviously he's an all pro, but he's not fully fit yet. And you have to be fully fit to, to play Aaron Donald because <laughs> that guy's a, he's an absolute freak. Absolute freak. Um, yeah, Liam, well, I think we're all disappointed by the Colts going into week one. They just didn't do enough on offense for me. Um, they need to get Jonathan Taylor more involved, um, need to get the running game going, and need to look at some more more kind of big plays. Um, do you think it's possible against this, this Rams defense? Realistically, no. But then I don't want to say the cliche of any given Sunday, but I think this will be another standard win. For the Rams, I think. Yeah, yeah, for the Rams. Yeah, sorry. I, I'm, I, I can't see not. I can't see it not happening. I just think they're too good for them in every matchup. And no hope for the Colts. Unfortunately, not. Joe, well, it's not often we agree, Liam, but I, I, I can't, do. I can't think of one thing here that the Colts are going to lay a glove on on the Rams. I, I, I really am struggling. Um, I want to say that Carson went to play well, and he did play well in the last game, but. It's just a case of the NFL now is about high-powered offense. And the Rams are another one, like pretty much every team in the NFC West, that have just got, they're going to have too much for teams like the Colts. And they won't be able to keep up. If if the Rams go 14 up within the space of, I don't know, a quarter or two quarters, that's it. It's, the Colts won't be able to catch up. That defense doesn't, or it didn't perform like we expected it to or like it did last year. That secondary is there to be got at. Um, yeah. I think we can all only see this going one way, and that's back to LA. All right. Um, got another divisional game here, and quite a good one as well. Um, Miami Dolphins at Buffalo Bills. Um, all right. Dolphins got off the winning start against another divisional rival in the New England Patriots in a close game. Um, and the Buffalo Bills got off to a surprise loss against the Pittsburgh Steelers. Liam, what do you make of this one, mate? This is quite an interesting matchup going in. I'll be really interested how the Bills make the adjustments from the loss against the Steelers and how will the Dolphins do against a better team. I think it's going to be quite an interesting. What do you think the uh, Bills need to improve on? I think it's just basic fundamentals from the last game. I don't think they need to make any drastic changes. Getting the running game going would help. I mean, we, we mentioned it in the last pod. I do think... They need to believe in Zach Moss and Devil Singletary a little bit more. Um, this is the sort of game where you could do it. Yeah. Because if they uh, play, they can't be too one-dimensional all season, can they? No, exactly. And, um, you know, it will be difficult in this game. This this Miami defense is pretty stout and it's pretty good. Um, in terms of what you're looking at from, from Miami, I'm guessing it's improvement from Tua because it's still a lot of room for improvement. Seeing what Will Fuller can do in this offense and... Yeah, the offense to me for Miami Bodge is more interesting than their defense in this game. Yeah, as you say, Wilfell is a player I really like. Um, obviously, struggled with suspension issues over the last year or two, but whenever he played with uh, Watson in Houston, um, he's one of the best deep threats in the league. 
it's it's a really exciting game, I think, because Buffalo obviously got a lot to prove after um, a really disappointing defeat, I think, for them against the Steelers. And you have to say, if the Dolphins go in there, perform well, they've got a decent defence, um, and obviously we've spoken about their offence, but with Fuller to come in there as well. If the Dolphins win this, then you've got a new favourite for the AFC East, really, because you've got Bills going 0-2, Dolphins going 2-0. and um, Yeah, I, I think this is quite a crucial game for both teams, actually, even in Week 2. See, well, that's a huge call. That is, I, I like that as well. Um, I think you're right. I mean, the Dolphins... They're just solid. You know, they, they actually remind me of the Bears in a little way. They won't score a lot of points. Well, the Bears a couple of seasons ago anyway. They won't score a lot of points, but they won't give away a lot of points. And that's the thing with this Dolphins exactly. team. They are good like that. Um, yeah, Liam, if you're looking at you look, if you're looking at the Buffalo Bills, you're looking at Josh Allen mm-hmm. and you're looking at Stefan Diggs and you're looking at Cole Beasley and they need to make big plays, which is something they couldn't do against the Steelers. Um yeah, and what worries me about Buffalo is their defence, really. I just don't think they've got... I don't know what your thoughts are on this, Liam, but I don't think they've got enough playmakers, enough players to get at Miami. Yeah, I, I could agree with you. Yeah, I'm trying to think of a counter-argument, but... Yeah. It's weird because we've been so high on the Bills for, you know, pretty much the whole off-season. I know it's only one game. I just think this is a really stern test for them um, in this game and yeah genuinely interesting to see where this one goes because fascinated to see how Tua plays fascinated to see how um, Buffalo's D plays Bill should win but if the Dolphins won I wouldn't be surprised after last week it's at Miami as well which does that makes it even more interesting mm-hmm. yeah that's it I mean that was what so was so shocking about the Bills defeat in week one it was it was in Buffalo um, it's just something that we couldn't couldn't see coming Look, if we had to pick this game now and I'm going to make you two pick it, Liam? Well, I can't say because we're both in a predictions league. But I'm not in a predictions league. Me and Bodgers are. We're in a. Well, you can say it because it's a podcast and people are listening. <laughs> I'm going to go Buffalo Bills. All right, cool. Bodgers. Well, I'm going against you anyway. I'm uh, going oh, with Tua. Go. Oh, he's going with Tua. I'm going with Tua as well. Mm. I think the Dolphins start 2 0. I thought one player actually that had quite an underrated week one was Miles Gaskin as well. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, you know, two are obviously they've got a lot of deep threats in that team, but I, I do like this Bill secondary a lot with Tredavious White, um, Jordan Poyer, Micah Hyde. So I think the running game is going to be quite crucial. And yeah, I think Gaskin kind of, Tua, Tua didn't really during his first season have his favourite target. Um, you know, he had like Devontae Parker went in as the number one receiver and didn't have such a good year. So I think kind of Tua and Gaskin are building quite a relationship in that backfield. Yeah, if they can get that backfield moving. Because they've also got Malcolm Brown and Salvan Ahmed who got five carries each in, in the previous game as well. If you can get kind of, um, you know, committee going at running back and then use Gaskin out of the backfield in the passing game. Yeah, some nice little options there. So really good game, really interesting one. Looking forward to that. Um, all right, blimey. It's also divisional, same division. Um, New York Jets against the New England Patriots. So I was impressed by the Patriots, even though they lost. Um, I thought Mac Jones looked fantastic. Their O-line looked great. Defense looked a lot better than last year. Um, running game was all right. Um, on the flip side of that for the New York Jets, there wasn't too much I could take away from their week one loss to Carolina that 
um, inspired me with confidence. I think you could look at Zach Wilson's performance in the second half, which was very good. Corey Davis getting two touchdowns. But um, Liam, this seems like a tall order, even at week two for the New York Jets to pick something up. I think this is another game where I'm trying to give both teams a chance and I only see one outcome. Sorry, Olivia, I think it's Pats. Um, yeah, it's a shame, isn't it? Cause we, you know, Olivia's brilliant and she hasn't been on for a while and I, I kind of wish she was on to defend uh, the Jets here. But, you know, let's, let's look at it from a, a Patriots point of view, Liam. What are you looking for from this game? Is it, you know, and then you got 16 points in the last game. I guess you're looking at a slight improvement on that as well, but also for the defence to be as dominating. So if I was a Pats fan, I would want Mac Jones just to have another solid performance and the defence do enough. I don't think they're built. I know they've brought in a lot of wide receivers, but they're not built like the Chiefs or the Browns to score high scoring. They just sort of roll over and do enough. So I, I just want Mac Jones to play well. And I think he will. I think this is a nice little confidence booster for him. Bodge. Yeah, I'm with uh, with the Patriots as well. Um, Mac Jones really impressed me uh, last weekend, um, and I just think he's gonna he's gonna grow in that role. Obviously, they've recruited a lot in the off season as well. Um, whilst we probably didn't see the best of the likes of Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry, they're only gonna get better as they uh, play with Mac a little bit more. Jets Wilson, I thought second half had a really good game actually against mm-hmm. Carolina, but. Yeah, um, I, I think Mack will probably torch this uh, Jets defence, which isn't looking up to scratch still. So, um, yeah, I'm with New England here. Yeah, me too. Purely because that Jets secondary is is nowhere near where it needs to be. Um, yeah, they're young corners, but they you have to get up to speed quick in the NFL. And losing Mackay Beckton on that offensive line is a huge, huge miss. Um really struggling to find too many positives for the New York Jets here. But um, yeah, Zach Wilson, as you say, did improve in the second half and looked really competent. And it looks like they've got a genuine wide receiver one in in Corey Davis and they will put some plays together. They also need to get the running game going um, because that was pretty much non-existent against the Panthers. But I think we all agree here it's a sweep across the board for the New England Patriots. Is that a lock? Well, we'll, we'll announce our locks you know, on the Twitter page, uh, but they, they might have been mine, depending on the uh, point differential that they're allowing. confirm or deny. Hmm, very good. All right, we're at my team, the Chicago Bears. They're at home to the Cincinnati Bengals. Bengals got a week one dub against your Vikings, Liam. And uh, the Bears got a uh, spanking, really, at the hand of the LA Rams. Um, this is a huge game for the Chicago Bears. They have to come out and put a performance in at Soldier Field um, because that crowd will turn very, very quickly. Um, you know, what I'm looking for is just a, a much better performance on defense. Um, you know, getting to, you know, getting to Joe Burrow, especially with that relatively poor offensive line in Cincinnati. Does um, Chase worry you? Yeah, look, Chase worries me because our secondary is nowhere near good enough. And I was I was going to say that that secondary has to be improved from what it was. Eddie Jackson has to be a lot better than he was. Um, same with Kendall Vildor and to Sean Gibson. I think we've got one of the worst secondaries in the entire entire league. And, you know, people like T. Higgins, uh, Jamar Chase and Tyler Boyd scared the shit out of me going into, into that game. Um, Bodge, let's get your thoughts on this one. 
I think a massive thing here is going to be um, the likes of Khalil Mack really need to turn up this weekend because we know the Bengals O-line is, despite a marginal improvement, it's still quite far off average for me. Still one of the worst in the league. So, um, yeah, I, I need the likes of Mack to get close to Burrow to stop him from getting to chase and to Boyd uh, deep in the weak secondary that we've already mentioned. So, yeah, that Bears pass rush is going to be a big factor, I think, in this game. Um, offensively, um, I thought someone who had a really good week one, actually, was Larry Ogunjobi. Um, I saw him, his name a few times. So um, coming off the back of the Rams game, Montgomery had a really big game. So, um, yeah, I think it's uh, quite an emphasis as well for the Bengals to shut down the run. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, I completely agree there. David, got, everything goes through Montgomery now in that offence. Um, especially with Dalton as QB. Um, Liam, where do you see this one being one and lost? Obviously, you know, uh, you know a bit more about the Bengals after week one than than most. Is he on mute? He is. There we go. Sorry, guys. I think this game's going to come down to how, yeah, it's what Bodger said about Mac and the Bengals O-line. If Burroughs can stay upright, I think you've got a lot of reasons to be concerned. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm I'm struggling to find positives, and that's worrying against a Cincinnati team. But to be fair to Cincinnati, they were impressive in week one, and I'm not going to take anything away from them. I thought their defense played pretty well as well. Um, they got to Cousins a few times, and they will get to they will get to Dalton. Our offensive line is again one of the worst in the league. Um, and they will get to Dalton and they will pressure him. I think uh, things could turn quite ugly for Chicago in the coming weeks, especially if they don't win this game, because we've got some really tough games coming up um, against the Seahawks and the Browns. You know, I'm not confident about a Bears win at all. Um, if anything, if I had to pick now, I'd, I'd pick the Bengals, um, purely because I just think, yeah, I just think they're a better team all round for the reasons that, that I've just given. But um, yeah, that's where I am with the Bears at the moment, which is sorry, state of affairs. Ah, dear. Yeah, anyway. I'm with Cincy as well, I'm afraid. Yeah, Liam? Yeah, it's almost a Drew Lock. Very good. All right, let's move on to the um, nine, nine o'clock kickoffs. Uh, we'll start with the Buccaneers and the Falcons. Another divisional game. I mean, this on paper looks like an absolute blowout after what we saw from week one. Uh, the Falcons going down 30-32-6 to the Eagles um, and the Buccaneers kind of picking up where they left off against the Cowboys, a 31-29 victory. And their offense just looking so, so powerful. Um, I'm not sure, I'm not too sure what there is to say about this. I think this is going to be a, a blowout from what we saw week one. But Bodge... Give me, is there anything to suggest that that won't be the case? Well, I was really disappointed with Atlanta week one. Um, Matt Ryan is always a quarterback that I've liked every time I've seen him. Um, obviously, he's been in the league a long time now. They've got Ridley, they've got Hurst, they've got Pitts, they've got Davis, so many weapons. I'm really kind of, my first thought when I looked at this game was, I want to know what the Atlanta identity, I want to know what kind of team they're going to be. Because really, you know, you look at that division, um, obviously the Saints have kind of shocked everyone. The Panthers are beatable, um, although we quite like them. They really need to kind of pull it out in this game, I think. However, um, I do agree. 
Um, I think it's going to be a Buccaneers win. And I think one of the key elements of that is going to be that terrible Falcons O-line against your Shaq Barretts and your Jason Pierre-Pauls. Um, yeah, one-way traffic, unfortunately. And yeah, Brady's going to get the win. Yeah, you're bang on with that offensive line because, you know, <laughs> Vita Vea, Devon White. Um, I mean, that is, that is such a scary front seven that Tampa Bay have. Um I can't. Yeah, it's it's struggle. It's a it's a struggle to see anything else. Um, Liam, can you give any any positives for the Falcons here, or is this just going to be a case of you know try and keep the score down? I think they've got to try and bring Pitts in the game a bit more. I'm going to try and be positive and not. I think they've got to try and bring him in. I think if they can bring him in, he get a few touchdowns. They could maybe surprise a few, but I can't look beyond the Bucks touchdown. Sorry, win. Yeah, I think we're all in agreement there. Big bucks win. There's not too much more to say about that one. Um, all right, Liam, you're up, mate. It's Cardinals Vikings. Next game. No, no, no. You're come on. Talk about it. You know, Cardinals had an amazing week one win against the Titans. Kyler Murray looked pretty much unstoppable. Um, but you know, I'll let you talk us through this one and what you're expecting. So I'll be surprised if we get anything out of this game by anything. Um many scores to be honest I think the key battle of the game is going to be our O-line against their D-line and I don't think Kirk Cousins is going to have very long in the pocket I think we're going to have to give the ball to Cook a lot to give sort of take some pressure off um I don't know what do you think Bodgers as a neutral I'm going to make a little bit of a hot take and I reckon the Cardinals are getting at least 50 points this weekend yeah I could I, I think surprised. <laughs> um, I just think they are an insane offense, and your secondary probably looked the worst, if well, one of the worst in the NFL. I, I haven't seen our secondary be... that bad in a long time. Yeah, Murray throwing to Hopkins and to Kirk and to AJ Green and to Rondell Moore. I think this is going to be a massive point scoring game for the Cardinals. You know, Vikings are not, I think their offense is decent, so you might get a touchdown or two, but the Cardinals are going to absolutely murder your defense for me, I'm afraid. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, can't argue. No, I, was, I, was, I almost choked on the crisp I was eating when you <laughs> said 50 points, but I think you're bang on. It's just, it's the secondary. It is just the secondary. Um, and the fact that I don't think you'll be able to run the ball that much. Look at what um, JJ Watt and Chandler Jones done to Derek no, Henry. I don't think we will, but I think that's our best chance. I think because Kirk Cousins isn't going to have long in the pocket. So what else do you do, really? Well, yeah, I mean, you start off with a running game. If it works, it works. If it doesn't, it doesn't. I just think if it doesn't, then, you know, things get tough pretty quickly. And, you know, you look at what Chandler Jones done um, last week against that, against a pro bowler in Lawan Taylor and what he's going to do to your offensive line. You know, it's... I'm trying to be positive for you, mate, because I'm trying to think of something to... Look, you you look at Jefferson, you look at Phelan, you've always always got a chance of scoring. And with Cook as well, you've always got a chance for that offense. I think, I think the game's going to come down to, can we keep up with them? Because we're not going to outscore them. Can we keep up with them? Because our secondary, I think that's our best chance in this game. Yeah, it's going to be a shootout, pretty yeah. much. Um, yeah, should we all call as well it? Is, as, just as a wider kind of picture, is it's I, one of the things I love about the NFL is the fact that the Cardinals are only 
two full seasons removed from getting the number one pick, looking absolutely terrible. You know, you had Josh Rosen throwing to nobodies, really. And now you look at that team and you think, they are one of the most hard to beat. You, like, you look at them, where is their weakness? Then, like, how do you beat them? Like, it's crazy you, good. As you were saying, they go from one of the worst teams to one of the best teams to watch. That's just how good the NFL is. That's why we love the NFL. Look at the Cleveland yep. Browns as well. It's exactly the same. Exactly you know. that. Even that the Bengals. Well. Bengals had the number one pick last year. Yeah, now, now I'm scared of them. Yeah, like, now we're thinking they're going to go to an O and you know, possibly further. We all laughed at them not taking Suell and look at them now. And yeah. I, I now look at that division, or kind of just going back to the Bengals for a second, I now look at that division and I think, as a Ravens fan, we might be coming bottom. Yeah, man, it's, uh, we'll get onto your Ravens shortly, but it's, it's a scary division. It's a really good division. Um, but yeah, I think if we're all picking this game, we're going for a Cardinals victory, yeah. Um, Definitely. Can't see can't see anything but backing the biggest spread possible, I think, this weekend. Yeah, I think you might be right there, mate. Um looking at their division rivals, you've got the Seahawks playing the Titans, who the Cardinals just beat. Um Titans had a really, really tough time against Arizona um and just couldn't stop the passing game at all. You know, Murray throwing for four, four TDs and rushing for another. Um their offensive line looked really poor. And on the other side of things, the pass rush for the Seahawks looked very good. Um, and their passing game is just as good as the Cardinals. Um, if not, maybe even you could argue slightly better with with Lockett and Metcalf and, and Wilson. Um, you know, the Titans have to massively improve on their performance um, on Sunday. That goes without saying. But, Boz, do you think it's possible against this really good Seahawks team? I think this is a massive game. Um because not only have you got the Titans who potentially, I fancy the Seahawks, we'll come back to that. I think potentially I could see the Titans going 0-2 here. And the Seahawks, obviously, they need to win every single game they can get in that division. I've put it down as a must-win game, even in week two, because I think for both teams, this is this is pretty huge. Um, the Titans, I don't expect them to be that bad because they were bad um, against the Cardinals. You know, Henry against that Seahawks, Defensive line, you know, you fancy him to do a lot more this week. Um, yeah, I, I think it'll be quite close. I can actually, I can see it being quite a high-scoring game actually as well. Um, and as you say, that Seahawks uh, Titans secondary, sorry, isn't looking particularly strong. So I think it might be a, a week where Russ is cooking. Yeah, man, and he loves to cook. Um, he loves it. He loves it, Liam. Um, it, this is just a case for the Tennessee Titans of getting Derek Henry moving pretty much yeah and then I, th- I think they need to try and yeah attack early and try and get some points hope to get some points on the board and sort of hope the Seahawks are a bit not coming well out of the clocks do you know what I mean so to speak but I, I can't see anything but a Seahawks dub here it seems to me like whenever I watch the Titans it's such a team that is built on that running game and then as soon as the running it's very similar to Cook uh, with the Vikings, it's so built but on Henry. I can't see the running game doing well in this game at all. No, I think the Seahawks have a sneaky good de- uh, defensive line, you know, and front seven. They built on it really well in the off season. Um, and the only thing you're looking for from Russ, and it's just for him to do exactly what he did. I mean, obviously the play calling comes down to Pete Carroll, and 
he tends to do it in the first six to eight weeks of, of the year. He lets Russ do exactly what he wants and then takes it away from him in the second half, which ruins his MVP chances every single year. But, um, you know, this is a really tough game to have on the back of that Cardinals defeat for, for the Tennessee Titans. And I think the Seahawks will be licking their lips here. And, um, yeah, I, I like the Seahawks in this game a lot. I think it's two good. teams with cracking offences and the Seahawks D are definitely better than the Titans D. That's where it's going to be won. Yeah, that's it. And the I can't, even with the problems that the Seahawks have had on their offensive line and rebuilding there, I can't see the Titans pass rush getting to them. They just don't really have a pass rush. I mean, Bud Dupree, yeah, but didn't do too much in the first game. Um, and then after that, you, you're really struggling with people that are going to try and get to the quarterback. Um, yeah, no, I can't. I think this will be a, a tough loss for the Titans um, and another good win for the Seattle Seahawks. Opens up the AFC South a lot. Yeah, massively. I mean, you know, if I know what we said about the Colts, Jags and Texans, but if one of them can sneak a win, then it does it does open things up, you know. But um, yeah, it, you say it'll be a high-scoring game. It'll be a good, good offensive game to watch and um, yeah, it'll be a good one. This one, I think, will be a good one as well. Um, the LA Chargers at the Dallas Cowboys. Um, this is a fantastic game. Um, I love the Chargers. I love Justin Herbert. I love Keenan Allen. I love what they've done on their offensive line. Um, their defense looks so much better as well with Derwin James back there. Um, and the Cowboys, Bodge, they're your team. Um, Dak looked great last time out. C.D. Lamb looked great. Um, Amari Cooper was pretty much unstoppable. Offensive line looked good. This is a really good game on paper. Literally, put ex- exactly what I've written down. It's it's Keenan Allen versus Amari Cooper for me and, and C.D. Lamb. Um, the first word I have here is shootout. This is going to be a big scoring game. Um, I think Dak, I thought, was phenomenal last week. Herbert, definitely good um although i think he's still got quite a few steps to make i think he'll he'll certainly have a lot better games than he had last weekend which is big compliments to him um yeah i'm excited for this one i must say um high scoring game um yeah eckler may be the difference i think i don't trust zeke he still doesn't look like anything like he used to look like two or three years ago um i think when it comes down to it i think it's going to come down to the running game to see them over the line and i much prefer the Chargers there yeah, no, I completely agree with that. Zeke does not look like the player he looked in 2019 at all. Um, and that was worrying, considering that offensive line was better. On um, Well, it's saying that they were playing against the Buccaneers and it's tough to run against the Bucs. So this might be a better game for, for him to, to look at, although he's going against Joey Bosa, which is, you know, scary enough. Liam, are you as excited about this one as, as me and Bodger? I am. It's got to be this got to be game of the week. And I'm presuming it's going to be on Sky because... It's the best match. Oh, I hope so. It's, it's, it's not going to be on my iPad, I'll tell you that. Yeah, exactly. Uh, so, question for you both. Who's going to get more yards, Herbert or Dak? Dak. Dak, yeah. Dak purely because that's the way he plays. And I don't think Zeke's going to do enough. But, um, yeah, what do you make of it? I mean, Justin Herbert's such a phenomenal talent. I think they're both. I could honestly could see both getting over 400 yards in this game and like five, six touchdowns. But yeah, I think the way they're built, Dak, I'd agree. 
Yeah, I'm so excited for this game. I, I, I don't know what it is about the Chargers. I, you, Liam, you know I love the Chargers. And I, I don't know why I love the Chargers so much. They're just so exciting to watch. They've got such good I players. do love Herbert. He's great. Yeah, I love Herbert. I love what they can do on... You know, as a neutral, they are really good to watch. As a... They are, and they're a team you can get behind. Yeah. They're, they're a team, you know, I like, I really like watching. Um, yeah, really excited. I think if Herbert can stay you know, upright, which behind this offensive line for the Chargers now with Lindsay and Slater is looking a lot more solid um, against a, a decent, you know, Dallas pass rush then. You know, my prediction here is a Chargers win. Um, Liam? Who's at home? Uh, Chargers. No, uh, Cowboys. I'm not too sure. I think it's at the Cowboys. Cowboys. There you go. Bodgers, you saying Cowboys? I want to. My, my head says Chargers. And actually, it is in uh, Los Angeles. Sorry, not Dallas. Oh, I'm having the Chargers all day. Chargers then. First game at the SoFi as well. Chargers. Yeah. I yeah, think Chargers. if it was in Dallas, I think they might have just done it. But yeah, I think that home advantage. Yeah, I'm but, calling it game of the week. Yeah, I think probably you, you're looking at about 60, 70 points there in that game. Oh, man. God, it's good to have football back. All right, let's go on to Sunday night football. Um, Baltimore Ravens, Kansas City Chiefs. Um, so the Chiefs beat the Browns week one. Um, played as the Chiefs play, really. Um, exactly what you expect. High-powered offense and the defense looked, you know, just about serviceable and kept them in the game. And the offensive line looked a lot better. Um Bodge, I'll let you talk about the Ravens in this and you know what we need to see from them after a tough week one defeat. I mean, I don't see this going particularly well, but there really is one question here, and is it's can Lamar Jackson keep up with Patrick Mahomes? Patrick Mahomes is going to score a touchdown nearly every drive he has, um, especially with our banged up defense at the moment. Um, you know, we're a good team, we can get points on the board. Can we get points on the board every single drive? And at the rate that Patrick Mahomes does it, I'm not so sure. Um, so I also, uh, Patrick Mahomes never lost a game in September. So um, yeah, as much as I hate to go against my own team here, and as much as I think we showed promise in week one, um, I do fancy the Chiefs here by multiple scores. I could only see the Chiefs losing if they cost themselves the game. I can't see any other outcome. Yeah, the Chiefs just don't do that. Exactly. Can't see it yeah. happening. That's it. I mean, not only has Mahomes never lost a game in September, he's never thrown an interception. He's a... Uh, That's I ridiculous. Mean, 40 touchdowns to zero INTs. And even your is... mate Tom Brady throws touchdowns. Sorry, interceptions. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. He, well, no, he does throw touchdowns, mate. He does. He Yeah, but anyway... <laughs> You what do you think? This is Liam. This is a great game on paper, though, isn't it? Two, you know, two teams that we you always see, enjoy watching. As you're, as you're pessimistic about it, Bodgers, I still think you've got a good chance, and I think as a neutral, it's going to be a great shootout to watch. I think this will be another high-scoring game. It's I can see it being like the game in week one, where it it goes to the wire or the last for both teams, like goes to the end. I mean, over the last few years, Jackson versus Mahomes has been billed as one of the best matchups in the league. Um, and I think, you know, I'm not going to pretend that Jackson is the passing talent that Mahomes is because he isn't, but he's an exciting and fantastic quarterback. Um, but 
with the problems we've got on our team at the moment, I just don't have the confidence. Um, and I mean, if you want to throw another stat in there as well, um, this is going to be the fourth one o'clock game that I've stayed up for, and we're currently zero and three. So, um, <laughs> welcome, welcome to, to following the NFL budgets. I don't think I've seen us win on a Monday night or late game no. ever. Maybe once. Maybe Mahomes has never thrown an interception in September, but I've never seen us win a game at one p.m. at one a.m. So <laughs> <laughs> Who's the real winner? Exactly. Very true. Yeah, I mean, I see this. I was, you know, watching the highlights from uh, your game last night. It's your offensive line that really worries me. And we all want to see Lamar Jackson stay upright because he, he did look better passing. And I just don't want to see him escaping the pocket every single time or the pocket collapsing every time. I want this to be a game of, you know, two really good quarterbacks having a really good shootout. And I think the only thing that stops that is your offensive line crumbling again. Yes, it's. Um, I, I just don't have the faith in it yet. Ronnie Stanley is one of the best tackles in the league and has been paid so, but he's coming off a massive injury. He's still not fully fit. He didn't get back into training camp until quite late on. It's going to take time to get him back up to scratch. Villanueva on the other side had a mare um, in Vegas, so he needs to improve. Um, but yeah, we're just and we've also lost our left tack, uh, left guard as well, Tyree Phillips. He's on IR now. So there were multiple people vying for that job and they all seem to want to not win it. So it's it really is kind of weakening that side of it as well. It's um yeah, it's it's looking pretty bleak right now, I must say. You know, it's not a disaster, but we're just not up there with the title contenders right now. It's not as bleak as being a Vikings fan's budget. That's so. it. Like it's it's not a good year and we're not looking like contenders this year. We're not a bad team, but it's a step backwards from where we have been in the past. Yeah, that's it. The one thing I'd be worried about as well is that that secondary against Tyreek Hill. I mean, that yes. that that seriously concerns me. If yes. I was a, a Vikings, a, a Ravens fan, I mean, it, obviously you've got Marlon Humphreys who is outstanding, mm. but he won't be in coverage for Hill all the time. And if he is, then who the hell's covering Kelsey? Exactly. And then, and then Michael Hardman and. Demarcus Robinson, that team is so good. It is, it is quite something. Yeah, sorry, Bodge, I'm going for a Chiefs win here. No, me as well. Yeah. Full house, Liam? Yeah, I hate to be boring and agree with you both, but I'd, I think I'd be an idiot not to. Sorry, Bodgers. True, well, yeah, true. All right, we're down to our last game. Uh, Monday Night Football, Packers-Lions. And that's the end of the show. <laughs> yeah, good boys. Enjoy that one. And enjoy that one. Cheers, guys. Uh, <laughs> I don't. This is quite an interesting one. Obviously, the I'm Packers got to this. the Packers got blown really? out uh, by the New Orleans Saints, and the Detroit Lions didn't look as bad as everyone expected them to. Um, I, I think the Packers are going to be back to usual form in this game. I'm I'm expecting a one-sided Packers game. Well, you're the NFC North expert, so you've seen teams expert. more than more than anyone else. Um, yeah, I, I think Rogers just had an off game, and I think they'll be back to winning ways. I wouldn't be surprised if it was the same as the 49ers game where the Packers are leading heavily early and then the Lions bring it back sort of towards the end. I could maybe see that happening again. Do you see the Lions keeping it close? No, I don't. The only way I can is, it's, I don't want to say the same analogy, but it's if Rodgers has another terrible game. How else could they keep close? Because if Rodgers plays as good as we all know, who can really stop him? There's not many players in the league can. Yeah, I know. the thing that bothered me with with Rogers is not just that he played bad; he didn't look interested. 
that, he does seem one out, like doesn't he? He doesn't seem like he wants to be there anymore. He didn't. He didn't. He much looks like he'd rather be presenting Jeopardy. Than... When we were talking about hair in the last episode, I thought we were going to mention Rogers's hair. Well, he needs to cut it off, mate, because it's not working for him at all. But Bodge, you know, it, it wasn't just the fact he played badly. It was the state of the interceptions that the second one is horrendous. If you were, if you were a rookie quarterback, you'd be mauled for doing that. Never mind someone who was the MVP last year. Anyone I mean, but Rogers would be. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'm. I'm. Well, I'm not concerned. I don't like the Packers, but I think this game will be closer than people think. I do, and I think really here, the Packers don't just need to win. They need to put on a show. They need yeah. to show people they're back. Um, with the NFC North kind of all looking a bit weak, it should be the Packers' division to win. But they need to pull it out of the bag. They need to go and score thirty plus points and really make, um, yeah, show them they're back. Show Rogers and Adams are the best duo in the league, and all the rest of it. So. Yeah, but the Lions, as we said, I was really impressed with the Lions' offense. So, and against a secondary who I thought looked pretty poor against the Saints, I, I still expect Goffin, um, Goffin, his team to put up a few points here. Yeah, me too, definitely. I, I think this will be a relatively high-scoring game. Um, I think where the Packers win it is just due to the fact that that Lions secondary is inept, and what you know, it's good at throwing deep. Yep. Yeah, if I was looking at a player to look out for in this game, Marcus Valdez Scantlin. He Beat I mean, me to it. Yeah, this guy is going to get yards, mate. At so many yards. And probably a couple of long touchdowns because he's just the kind of player that is needed in a game like this. Jeff Okuda has looked rubbish ever since he came into this Lions team as the number three overall pick. And worryingly, he's their best cornerback. So, I think he's out. Oh, good God. Oh, right, I think, yeah, I, I, think I might he's change my season. prediction of a close... He's out for the season? Yeah. What? I thought I saw he was injured, but yeah, he's out for the season. No oh, dear. So, um, is my prediction going to be right? Yeah, do you know what, Liam? I'm going to start agreeing with you, mate. Um, I've, no, I think the Lions will still score points, but... Yeah, I think they will... I'm not saying they won't score points. I just think the Packers are going to be mm. very one-sided for most of this game. Yeah, that is terrible news for the Lions, blimey. But where the Lions are good is on on their offensive line and on their defensive line. And if they can, you know, get to get to Rogers and if they can protect Goff, they'll make some plays and I think they'll do all right. I'm going for a Packers win because it's the Packers and it's the Lions. But um, yeah, I think it'll be closer than people think. Joel has got a couple of tough games into the league. <laughs> that is not yeah, an easy start for him. He played well in the first one. He, he he uh, can do Nick, it again, yeah, quite easily. Even Nick Bosa came out and said that you know this guy looks genuine. He's a he's a super. He's going to be a superstar left tackle, and getting that from Nick Bosa is no uh, that's no mean feat, really. But um, yeah, boys, we've come to the end of our sixteen game preview. Blimey, it flows by, doesn't it? Flows by when you're having, when you're having fun. fun. Yeah, yeah, true that. Um, we mentioned the big match up in fantasy this week. No, yeah, go on, and that's go it. on. Taking on. Uh, me, me and George face to face this week. Oh no, you're oh no, I don't. I was going to say we're both one and eight, but we're not. Oh, um, he's got that oh, sorry. Is the champ is you, the champion losing? Oh. Liam, I, Liam, I lose every first week game. We don't need to worry about this, mate. You outscored me by about thirty points. So yeah, exactly. Also, if I did show this earlier, if we were doing the playoff bracket at the moment, I am still the second seed, and you are not in it. <laughs> you are not in the top four. That is crazy, isn't it? 
<laughs> I've won a game and you haven't. Stop, exactly. Stop the count. But look, it's always been the case in fantasy, and you guys can back me up. I always play against the team that fucking smashes it. Like Dave's team getting 151 points. Come that on, was mate. the story of me in fantasy. When I, I played explained. Liam last year when Odell Beckham had three touchdowns and threw for another one, and he beat me. Like mm. my luck is is not good, but I'm really looking forward to it. It's a great matchup. Um, and yeah, when I looked earlier as well. We were about 0.3 points, I think, between us. So yeah, I think I'm one three two or something. Close. Yeah, it'll be a it'll be a really good matchup. Liam, are you missing not being involved in the fantasy stuff? You see, I'm not missing on a Thursday night worrying which players to pick up. But now you're talking about it, I do miss this sort of matchups. And you're predicted to get 200 points and then you only get 98. I do not miss that whatsoever. No, it's the hope that kills you in fantasy, isn't it? It is, yeah. It really is. But that would be a... It's another, uh, the fact that we get 18 weeks of it is just so good. The other 34 weeks really do drag drag past. But yeah, that's, that's why the... We follow uh, it. That's why we follow it. That's the end of our preview show, week two preview show. Um, Liam, before we go, do you want to shout out the socials? Yeah, the usual places, Fourth and Out. We're on Twitter, Facebook, and we've got a Discord. All at Fourth and Out. Um, yeah, perfect. Uh, Bodgers, thank you again for joining, mate. Yeah, thanks. Really enjoyed thank that, Bodgers. Enjoy that, Liam. Thanks for coming on your own podcast. You're not yeah. here next week. No, I am, I'm visiting the continent for the first time in two years. So, yeah, don't miss yeah. me too much and don't take my spot, Bodgers. <laughs> you and Oli off next week. So, I think, um, yeah, I might it, be subbing in again. I feel like it's going right. to be like last days of school when like me and Oli are gone. It's just going to be George. Like, Mate, it's, the, it's the last days of Rome for you, pal. You're, <laughs> you, ain't coming back, you ain't coming back onto this. I'll oh, cancel the Zoom membership. <laughs> <thing. Should laughs> you got to stop paying subs or something. <laughs> <laughs> try and get back on here uh, so, like, yeah that's fine you're going to be um, like Joe Flacco Liam you know you get benched and never get your job back <laughs> that would only happen to me wouldn't it uh, so true no thank you both for joining really enjoyed it Bodge I'll see you back here next week yes. um, Liam I will see you in a couple of weeks mate see you in a couple of weeks I'll try and Switzerland. Couple, thank you I'll try and have a couple of beers and um, I'll try and get us some list, more listeners abroad just to help the old figures out yeah we haven't got Switzerland yet so if you can you know do something <laughs> Like literally just do something do do anything and try <laughs> and get us one listener yeah exactly um, that'll be perfect no thanks both and um thank you all for listening thanks for listening everyone thank you